there's a tsunami that's coming. There's always waves that are coming and you can either fight the wave or you can surf on it. Some surfers look for the biggest possible waves. They want to surf a tsunami. Yeah, it's dangerous, but if you really know how to surf, it's the best experience of your life. It's the time that you want to really take advantage of. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. My name is Marco Kozlowski, and I'm here with Francesco Galluccio. And where, oh, where is Gabriel Adaish? He is with his family back in Canada. And uh, it's just Franco and Mio today. And uh, today we're, ah, before I get into what we're going to discuss, if you're brand new to this, just stumbling across Big Fat Real Estate Checks, uh, go back to the first 10 episodes, please. And thank you. It'll explain asset-based lending, the creative real estate strategies that we use. So you are not allowed to use any of your own money ever to acquire assets and been only at this for 22 years and uh, continuously buying assets in every economic cycle, whether it's good, bad, ugly, sideways, doesn't matter. There's always an opportunity. And specifically now, as things in the climate is changing, uh, we're going to give you some insight as to what we think is going to happen And because our crystal ball broke. But I've seen this movie before and very exciting times. And for those that are a little bit fearful on getting into the uh, real estate market now or think that bad things are coming, they are for the uneducated. If you know what you're doing, there's a great opportunity. And again, if you don't, uh, you're probably going to be left with the short end of the stick, which is very, very sad. Information is very important, very powerful. Ignorance is very expensive. And uh, it's you're playing with your life and your future. And the more information you have, the better it is. So uh, if you uh, love this, of course, like it, love us, share us, and subscribe as soon as you can. Because I know when you do, you're going to get some great information. And once you start delivering the content that we do deliver, you're hopefully going to love it. Tell all your friends, your frenemies, and just profit from the information that we're giving you, uh, the best information that we can give you. And uh, both of us, Frank and I, are here to give to give. And if you have not heard Gabe, uh, he's also of that mindset. That's where all compadres, the three musketeers, and very excited for for what's a coming. So let's discuss it. I know, uh, uh, Frank, uh, before we started this uh, recording, you were saying that uh, there's you know starting to be blood on the streets. There's definitely a rise as of this recording today, which is the beginning of July, 2022. Interest rates are arising. The news on the street is that you know it's to stop inflation. I think it's actually going to create more inflation. I think that there's a secret plan, I believe, from the government to uh, have as much inflation as possible. It's the only way the U.S. government can get out of debt because inflation is crushed. Sorry, inflation crushes debt, and uh, the more inflation there is, the less the debt is worth that the U.S. owes. And uh, it's probably the only way that the uh, U.S. government can get out of debt. And if that confuses you or doesn't make any sense, listen to past podcasts. Twenty dwarves took turns doing handstands on the carpet. I have to enunciate my words. Uh, Yeah, so we're going to discuss, I guess, the perfect storm that we see with increased interest rates. I went to a conference. People were literally just, they were chuffed. They were singing the praises of how smart they were of buying assets that were at a 5% return when the money is actually more expensive than that now, just because of the raise in rents that is starting to happen that is significantly higher than the spread of what the money costs versus the, um, for example, if you, you're buying at a five cap or a five and a half cap, five and a half percent return, and your interest rate is five, that half percent spread is significant enough and not dangerous 
because of the rent increases that are going to be happening, which we can definitely discuss. But my what I see happening, and Frank as well, is a lot of these guys get these loans, these syndications or these funds, these buy, they buy these assets with a fuse on the mortgage. And a lot of these fuses are at very low interest rates. Frank is, is definitely going to talk about this on what the interest rates have been. And as soon as these loans are matured, because they have a what's called a balloon, which means that as soon as the balloon pops, you owe all the money. Even if you've made all the payments, if, you're, if your mortgage is due on a short-term basis loan, which is a lot of how a lot of these assets are taken down, short-term loan, then refinance into a long-term loan or an exit of a sale, you're going to be screwed if you refinance at seven or eight, and that's what your you know what that cap rate is or that return is. You won't be able to refi. In fact, you'll be negative on the return. So it's going to be pretty uh, pretty gnarly, pretty quick, which is exciting for us. So Frank, I don't know if you want to start talking about yeah, that. No, but- I wanted to just add when you're on your opener, knowledge is actually power when it's put into action. So absolutely, just having knowledge is eh, ah, it's good. It's not good enough until until you put it into action. But uh, on that note, yeah, we we're just talking about it, like. What's going to happen? Well, again, like you said, our crystal ball broke. We don't know what's going to happen. We can only speculate what's going to happen. And from what I'm seeing, again, I'm not an economist or a guru in this, and I don't research and have a whole bunch of screens in front of me and look at tickers and whatever and (laughs) find out what's going on. It's just common sense what's going on is, guys, most people over the past several years have enjoyed historic low interest rates, right? So a lot of people leveraged a lot of money, which... In real estate, that's what you want to do. You want to leverage as much as you can. A lot of these people, though, have purchased properties that are, like Marco said, at a you know a four or five cap return, which you know capitalization return, which is eh, mediocre because they were getting cheap money. They were getting in it with cheap money. I know up here and even down in the states, you can get a, a variable, a variable mortgage for like one percent. One point, you know, one five, a fixed rate. I know they were going for one point seven five, and you get a three to five year fixed rate on a mortgage. So put that in perspective. It's cheap money. So you're buying a property, million two, three million dollars. It's almost free money. It was ridiculous. So people were getting into that. Now that the government is and the Federal Reserve are increasing the interest rates, and they're doing doing one per quarter. I know Canada is actually ahead of the U.S. We're a lot higher than the US is, but the US will catch up eventually. They're increasing the rates basically almost every quarter here. And they're not doing a 0.25 basis points. They're doing a 0.5, sometimes even a 0.1. And there's still more to come. So what's happening is, and they're doing that to obviously fight the inflation that we're having, which is also historic. So on one hand, just a year and a half ago or a year, you had historic low interest rates. And now flip the coin, we have historic inflationary period. So what's going to happen, those people that are in those bridge loans or those short-term loans, we're not going to see the raft of this until those come due. So as they come due, they're going to think, okay, well, if you bought a property that had a 4 or 5% capitalization rate and you did you know, lock in a mortgage for whatever, 1.75 or even 2%, and now all of a sudden it's 4 or 5 or 6%, like Marco said, you're going to be underwater. You're barely covering your debt service, or if any. And that's where the problem is going to lie, in my opinion. And Listen, with the inflationary period, high interest rates, again, I know the government's trying to reduce the inflationary period, but what actually it's doing, it's it's preventing people from spending. So all your discretionary spending that people have, you know, before everything was good. People were working, low interest rates, people were buying shit. Now they're like, ah, we don't need that. Put that back. We don't need that. Put that back. So what does that cause when people are not spending? It's the R word. It's recession. And 
I think that's where we're going in the next couple of quarters. We will be in a recession. Now, it's not going to be a, a 2008 recession, I don't think, but there's going to be a, a definitely a market correction in a lot of uh, items and commodities that we do have, including real estate. Agreed. And uh, if you look at as the rates rise, and which means it's chewing into your profits, right? The more interest you pay, the less money you make. And if you're banking on only raising the rents and buying at retail, you're going to get into a position where you're basically going to be very close to what your debt service is going to be. So then what happens, right? Which is what's scaring a lot of people. So as you're saying, the discretionary spending is going away. At the same time, the first thing you always pay is your rent, right? Well, yes, that's not going to go away. It's all the other goodies and the toys that, that do that. But again, this is not to scare people. This is actually a huge opportunity for those that are not fearful and have the education you know, back in the thirties, you know, in the industrial age, when there was the, the great depression and the recession, that's where the most millionaires were made. And even in 2008, 2009, yes, it was shitty for a lot of people. They lost their homes their credit. It was bad, but a lot of people made a lot of money during that time. And I think this is just the next big wave that's coming. Listen, guys, it happens every decade. Something happens every decade, give or take history keeps repeating itself. If you go back, look at the last recession or depression, or market correction, it's always been around the decade. We're here now. This is what it is. I actually thought it was COVID that was going to trigger it, but it was a sequence of events that triggered all this. But yeah, there you have it. We're back to where we started. So, okay, so what do we do now? So, you know, what should the wiser do? I know there's very advanced strategies that people, you know, very few people know. And I know, Marco, you know what I'm talking about. Nothing that we can talk about on this podcast, but there is definitely opportunities to take advantage of this and to come out like a bandit and be in a lucrative position if you know what you're doing. Well, even from a single family space, if we just not not big buildings that have 10, $15 million mortgages, so we're not eclipsing the, the, the beginner listener. If someone has a mortgage, because everyone's worried about what what's going to happen when the real estate market crashes from a real uh, single family real estate perspective goes, right? So as interest rates rise, fewer people buy. If you take a look at how many price reductions are on the MLS. I think I discussed this on one of the last last podcasts. I think it was like just in Orange County where I live in Orlando, in, Flo- in Orlando, Florida. I think it was 2,500 price reductions in one day. Right? And that's in a county. That's one county, right? Yeah, that's one county. So, And that basically is a marker for as prices are being reduced because there are fewer buyers because interest rates go up, then that means as things, the comps will then be less. And as comps comparables are less, that means the market is sliding downwards and it's that trend is going to continue until what where nothing is selling and then if someone really needs to sell then they really want to discount their asset and when that starts happening that's a very exciting time for us and here's why at least for those that are educated in that if you have gotten for example bought a property like the property that's in Orlando last year over the last two years 2021 a property went on the market. It was gone in seconds. Like there was an overbid. There was overbidding war. Right? People just bought because they could buy because money was so cheap. So it made sense. So you have someone that bought a property at let's say eighty five percent or ninety percent of mortgage, first time home buyer, even ninety five percent as possible. So that now they have this mortgage at ninety percent of what it its inflated value. As the market starts sliding down, now you're let's if it goes down fifteen percent which is not unlikely, even 20%, now your mortgage is actually more than what's owed on the property, what's valued on the property. You owe more than it's worth and you got to sell. You're going to have to write a check to get out from underneath that property, right? The interest rate is low, but you want out. You want to sell it. So what do you do? 
do you let it go back to the bank, ruin your credit? Well, that's where from an investor standpoint, if you know what you're doing, because the rents are so low and the rents are still going to go up, right? You can take over that mortgage if you know what you're doing, not have to qualify for it and just step into the mortgage, start making the payments, even give the seller a couple of bucks to move or whatever they need just for the cash flow with having a tenant, if again, if you know what you're doing. And the same thing can be said with these larger assets that have these balloon mortgages that have very low interest rates. If there's a syndication and they have to sell within a certain amount of time, they're obligated to sell. You can step into some really fancy, very, very good, solid mortgages at very low interest rates take over. Or if it's ballooned, as I said earlier, and the balloon pops, uh, I was on a conversation from a conference that I came back from with guys that are head of banks. They'll sell that those notes at a discount, basically allowing us to step into these multifamilies at, um, that are already optimized that just need to sell that can't because their mortgages do. And now we can buy these things for you know way cheaper because we're coming in from the buying the mortgage perspective. Now, this is a little bit more advanced, but these are all things that we teach. And just because it's advanced doesn't mean it's out of your reach. There's money available for the right opportunity all the time. So as long as you know how to position yourself on the board in the right way to be in the flow of the money, because it's either going towards a consumer or towards the bank. So either be the bank or be the consumer. There's always a way to step in or, or do both. Like in the property that I had, I stepped into a property, the house that I live in was actually, I just paid the guy to walk away, took over the debt. The debt went into foreclosure and I actually bought the debt from my self-directed Roth IRA. Very complex series of events, but my house was in foreclosure by my own self. And I left it there because my IRA could basically charge to get, there's a, a standard deficient. It basically allowed me to charge the highest amount of interest on deficiency possible by leaving it in foreclosure. So I was basically getting the highest amount of interest allowed by law because of the deficiency. So it played to my advantage because I own the note. And I don't want to confuse anyone or you know make this. Don't you love yourself, Marco? You I closed on yourself. <laughs> well, it was already in. Well, already I know you were making money with your IRA because yes. you, were, you were charging. You know, what, what is the allowable? I know in Canada, I think it was 60%, which was stupid. I think it yeah, came Yeah, it's eight, I think in Florida, it's 18.99. It, I was Oh, really? That low? It's 17.99%. Oh, that's um, nothing. All right. I think we we're up to 60. I know those cash money places where oh, yeah, yeah. first it opened up, they were like at 60%. Yeah. And uh, actually, there were more than 60%, forgive me. So I, I think they brought it down to like 40, but 18 is very low. But anyways, kudos to you. You made your IRA was making 18% yeah. by foreclosing on yourself. So I, that is a, obviously an advanced strategy. Don't try that as a home by yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you you know may get burned yeah. for sure. But going back on that note where you said about the single family where even if the property does, uh, the property values do drop. And I, I do believe there's going to be some kind of correction. Now, it's not going to be a, a catastrophic drop, in my opinion, from what I've been reading, anywhere from 20, 30%. So all the gains that, that's been happening over the past uh, year or, or a few years anyways, may be lost. But even if you get into the property, and a lot of people say, well, why would you buy into a property that's going to go down in value? But other side of the token, if rents are higher, which they are higher, by the way, I think rents just this year alone, I think it was back in May, went up 14% from January to that's yes. in the five months, excuse me, went up 14%, not, not including you know the previous uh, uh, months or years or quarters. But so even if the value of the home or the property goes lower, it doesn't matter. You're not forced to sell because you're, you're looking at it from a cash perspective, a cash flow perspective. And if we're taking over debt, it doesn't matter because you don't have any money involved or your credit involved. So it doesn't matter go. at all. Yes. And so you're not qualifying for a mortgage and putting money down and putting any risk, which is creative financing, which is what I've specialized in over the last 22 years, because as a Canadian, I couldn't get any debt because I didn't have any credit and didn't have any money. So I had to really figure out how to be creative, not only in the single family side, but also in the commercial side when I hopped into that. 
And a lot of the creative strategies don't exist. I had to create them and instruments and ways of putting things together where even attorneys are scratching their heads saying, yeah, we can do that. But I don't know why we never thought of it, but yeah, we can do that. Actually, a lot of the strategies you do teach were in existence many, 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 many years ago where it's like calligraphy. It just went away. It's a lost art. And obviously you fine tune some of them today's world that so it can work today. So that gives you that edge or that advantage to get into a property or just step into the seller's mortgage position, basically. Yep. So, you know, they the have an, int- we, we took over a loan not too long ago at 1.9%. That's yeah. And as a foreign national, you're not going to get that. So if, you, if there's any foreign nationals listening to this or even now, so, tr- well, even now, well, exactly. That's true. Try to get a 1.9% now. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. There's no way on God's green earth, you're getting a 1.9% loan. That's been paid for the last five years, which is, I think we've discussed this on previous podcasts, but when you step into a mortgage, you're, you're the first third of the mortgage is all interest payments. You're paying off interest first. That's how banks have designed it because you're supposed to sell every seven, you know, seven to eight years, you're supposed to sell the property. So the banks get paid first and then you pay off the principal. So they get all the money and you get the rest if you decide to keep it. So I like that program where you, the seller paid all the interest. I step into a very low interest rate. And now all the prints, now all the rents are paying off the mortgage that's that right. are so, that's so you're, happening you're, faster, way yeah. faster than if it was a well, new mortgage. You're building equity. So not only are you making cash flow at this point because rents are higher, but you're also as paying off the mortgage because you're in the second trimester or the third trimester where most yep. of the principal is being paid. You're actually building equity each month as the tenants pay your mortgage. Even if we're buying it at retail or above exactly. retail because of debt, because what you said was they're going down 20 to 30%, right? Yes. And if you're at 90% of your mortgage, you're upside down significantly and there's no exit for these people, right? You're really, they can't pay. They're going to have to pay an agent to get rid of it out of their own pocket, plus pay off the mortgage out of their own pocket. Not a lot of people have that capacity. So there's going to be a huge opportunity for those that are educated on how to just scoop up these really low interest rates with these higher rents and just make out like a bandit. This is almost exactly the same cycle that I went into back in 2001, 2002, I was very fortunate to step into the right cycle to be able to take over a lot of debt. Took over 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 100 properties, took over the debt on 100 properties in my the very beginning of learning how to do this. I didn't know what I was doing, I did it wrong. And it sounds impressive, but I only made money on two. So I lost money on a lot of them because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't position it right, didn't have the right paperwork, made the wrong promises, really screwed it all up, but that's how you learn, right? So now I don't lose money on anything, make money on everything. So yeah. And a lot of people, listen, I didn't know this, you know, a lot of Joe's and Gina's out there, they're the normal folks. They don't know that you can step into and take over existing debt or the debt service and, you know, doing wraps and, and, you know, a lot of other creative things that you can actually do to get the seller out of the property because they need to get out for whatever their reasons are, right. Their motivated factor is, and you stepping in with literally nothing out of your pocket. And, and that's the whole Man, that's, you know, if that doesn't get you excited, that gets me excited. If you can get into a property next to nothing using other people's money, or in this case, it's the bank's money and the bank is in the business of lending money. So they don't care as long as the payments keep coming in monthly to them, they'll rather have that because they don't want the assets. Banks don't want assets on their books. All right. It's actually detrimental to them. They have less lending power when they have assets under their portfolio. They'd rather have just cash and mortgages out there as opposed to the physical brick and mortar building. We want assets. So yep. it's, it's the opposite. It's a win-win. Yeah. Right. 100%. And again, so if, if interest, interest rates go up and the economy slides, great opportunity to take over assets that are in debt. And that's that. And if we find an asset that's at 30% of a, the, today's discount, doesn't matter because we have asset-based lenders that can take care of that as well. So no matter what happens, you're going to be fine. 
So it's just understanding the opportunity and how to position yourself within that opportunity that's really going to make you shine. There's a tsunami that's coming. There's always waves that are coming and you can either fight the wave or you can surf on it. Some surfers look for the biggest possible waves. They want to surf a tsunami. Yeah, it's dangerous, but if you really know how to surf, it's the best experience of your life. It's the time that you want to really take advantage of. These crazy lunatics that go out, I call them crazy lunatics, but they know what they're doing. You know, when there's a hurricane, there's these huge waves, you see these surfers out that are just, yay, this is the best time ever because these waves are ginormous and it'll kill the person that doesn't know what they're doing. And it's the experience of a lifetime that, you know, for those that do. So what we said before, everyone's running away, you're going towards it. So uh, I like that analogy. Very good. So no matter what, you know, yep. Rates are rising. Yep. Things are going to change. And that's exciting because the educated will always know exactly what to do. And it's no secret. We teach this shit. If you want to learn how to do it, send us an email, marco at marcokazowski.com. And I will be delighted to start your education process. Your journey does take work, does take effort. This is not get rich quick. There are very specific things that you have to learn how to communicate. And what you think you have to do is actually very different than what most people do do. It's not about you and how many deals you can make. It's how we really can serve our counterpart. And communicating in a way that serves is sometimes not that easy because we're so focused on ourselves. We all want to make money, but you can't go to a seller and say, I want to make as much money as possible because that's never going to work. No business that you've come across that you've done business with a long time says, hey, I want to make as much. They don't say, hey, I want to make as much money out of you as possible. They try to give you value first. And then they, you know, they ask, the result is money. And most people approach real estate on you know, trying to make, do things that are serving only the buyer and not the seller. So we're all about service of buyer, excuse me, service of seller, not service of ourselves. And uh, that process sometimes is hard to wrap your noodle around the first couple of times you do it. It takes some practice. And uh, yeah, that's why we're successful because we get it and we want you to get it. So I think that's good for now. So Frank, appreciate you. Seller, uh, seller, listener, I appreciate you as well. Maybe you're a seller. Love to buy your property right now. If you're upside down, no problem. Yes. That's your deal. I got you. There you go. Uh, like us, love us, share us. Please give us comment, feedback. Five, we're on our way to 2,000 five-star reviews, which we always love. One day we'll get to 5,000, I'm sure. And uh, appreciate you very much. And uh, keep listening, keep doing, and don't be afraid of what's happening. Learn how to take advantage of what's happening to really serve as many humans as possible, because at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. So hopefully you love this as much as we love doing it. Appreciate you. And we'll see you on the next podcast. And bye for now. Thanks, Frank. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life.